Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Well, we're finishing up the Beatitudes today. Does anybody need sermon notes? There are some solid notes on there. You need to get one before you leave if you don't have any. But uh, we're going to go through every one that we're doing today. Here's a hand raised right over here on this left, on my left. But uh, we're going to go through them real quick. Did you know that there's an opposite of the positivity of the Beatitudes? You know, a wise lady told me if there's fake, there's always real. You know, if there's a real, there's a counterfeit. If there's a lie, there's a truth. If there's power, there's weakness. Or if there's weakness, there's power. If you're in weakness, you can have power. And so as we look at these Beatitudes, I'm going to bring up the ugly side. I'm not talking about looking at me. I'm just talking about, you know, the ugly side of the Beatitudes. And I always like to look at the B-attitude. It's the attitude you're supposed to be. No, that's not good English, but be. This is character we're talking about. Godly character that's going to make you, you're going to pass through the fire without smelling like smoke. You're going to walk through the water and not be drowned. And, and the pressures of life come. You're going to have the godly character to make it. That's why I'm going to bring up the ugly side. Because listen, we're supposed to take the word of God and judge ourselves. The word of God is a mirror. Did anybody? Some of y'all looked in the mirror. I can tell your hair looks nice. And some of you didn't. Just picking just picking. But the Word of God's a mirror, and you're supposed to see what manner of person you are. Are you lining up with the Word of God? Because the Word of God brings life. Your hair fix don't bring life. The Word of God brings life and brings change and brings victory. And, and God's way is better than man's ways. I don't care what they say for 1995, and you take these vitamins, and they'll change your life. whoop de doo when you read the Word of God, it will change your life. It's supposed to work on you. And you know, it hurts sometimes. It does. I'm like, oh, I'm not doing that. Lord, help me. Forgive me, Lord. Help me to, to live stronger for you. You look in that mirror and like, you know, you're combing that hair and like, man, why didn't you somebody tell me I had stuff on my face? And the Word of God will say, you know what? You could quit living that way. You need to be healed of that. Okay, okay, so we're on the fast track this morning. You ready? Because we're going through eight of them. I'm going through pretty quick, but there's some good stuff to write down, okay? And so get your pen out and get your lighter and light it and so you can write with fire today. So this is Matthew 5, 3 through 12, and we're, not, we're going to read them as we go. So number one, recognize you need God. You need God. I don't care how long you've been saved. You need God. Matthew 5, 3 said, blessed are the poor in spirit. And people go, poor? 
That's me, Pastor. I don't have any money. It's not about what's in your pocket. It's what's in your heart. It's in your spirit. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of God. Another translation says, Blessed are those who humbly recognize their need for God, for they will enter his kingdom. It's not spiritual arrogance. Well, I'm saved. I'm good. I got it. Come on, that's, Pharise- that's being a Pharisee. And it doesn't say blessed are the religious who do it their way. We're doing it the biblical way. And look at the whole Bible. Don't just get on your one, you know, rabbit trail. Come on. The Bible interprets itself. You don't need somebody, you know, it helps to have somebody seasoned to help you read it and understand it. But the Bible will interpret itself. So y'all with me? Number two. I told you we were going fast. We'll slow down in a minute. Hate sin. Hate sin. Now, I didn't say hate people. Because we all got sin. We hate the sin that's on the inside of us. Or the sin. Paul said, man, what manner of man I am. I want to do good and I find it's not in me. And I end up doing something crazy. The apostle Paul said this. And we all have to deal with our flesh. But that's why we get into the word to learn to get empowerment for our spirit man for God to live big in us, and then we're walking in the things of God, and we're doing it in his power and not our own. Because if you live in up here and not in here, you're going to be working to get your salvation. I got to do right, I got to do right, I got to do right. Man, oh man. I don't want to do it, but I got to do right. <laughs> That's your flesh. But when you're serving God and you're living, God's living big on you, you want to do it because you want to please God. I don't want to, you know, I love to please you, and I am a people pleaser to a certain extent, but I want to please God. I want to do what's right with God. So, so we need to hate sin. Matthew 5, 4, blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Be quick to repent, I wrote. Come on, you find out you miss it, repent. And sometimes you got to repent to somebody. Be quick to repent. Blessed are those who mourn for their sins, for they shall receive forgiveness and eternal life. It doesn't say blessed are those who judge everybody else and never judge themselves. That's Pharisee, isn't it? We don't want to be looking at everybody. Notice this. I'm going to point right over here. See these three fingers right here? If I'm pointing over here, i got three fingers pointing at me. That means three times I need to look at my own heart and my own life and why am I feeling that way and why am I saying that way. Not because you, sir said something to me, what is it in me that set me off? What is it in me that, that, you know, he didn't mean anything by that, but boy, oh boy, it pushed my button. I'll knock you out. That's your flesh. I was working at a job, and the guy cut, they gave me a sheet of paper for him to cut some wood, and it wasn't, I, the foreman gave it to me, so I go over and hand him wood, and he, man, he just cuts it up fast, and then the foreman said, that was the wrong sheet. So here I am, just a, the messenger boy, and I go over there and said, that was the wrong sheet. Oh, he was mad. He cussed me up and down. I said, I'm sorry, man. I just, so I'm walking back to my work, and, and I, the devil whispered in my ear, that boy cussed you out. You can knock him out with one lick. I said, yes, I can. And I started back. But the Holy Spirit said, wait a minute. That ain't what you're called to do. I said, yes, sir. Okay, okay. But man, he cussed, you know what? 
I went and apologized to him. I went and made it. I said, look, man, I'm sorry that I gave you the wrong sheet, but he gave me the wrong sheet. And, and you know, I just want peace between me and you. And I had the right to knock him out. But the Holy Spirit arrested me. And I was, I was young enough to knock him out with one lick back then. We can't live that way. We can't live that way. We have to hate sin. Number three, submit to God and serve mankind. Matthew 5, 5, blessed are those, blessed are the gentle, for they shall inherit the earth. Another translation said, blessed are those who submit to God as Lord, humble and meek, for they will inherit everything he possesses. You want what God has? This is the character life you're supposed to have. It didn't say, blessed are those who are mean and stingy. If you're mean and stingy, you you know, I'm talking about you. It didn't say, blessed are those who mean or stingy. Number four, desire only the Lord. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be satisfied. Blessed are those who passionately long for Christ, for he will satisfy their souls. I don't know, you live long enough, and and you go through life, and you go, boy, that that, that, oh, if I had that that, that, that might be satisfying right there. If I had her as a wife or him as a husband, I, I laughed at my pastor and Louisiana's wife. She goes, she, they watched that movie Troy and Brad Pitt. You know, he was, whoo, yeah, he was looking good. And I said, I hate to break your bubble, but if Jennifer Anderson didn't make him happy and Angelina Jolie ain't making him happy, you ain't got a chance. You got to get real, people. You can't live in a fantasy. You got to live in life. And you know what? Neither one of those three people have anything that your spouse don't have. Come on. They can't. Somebody cannot satisfy you, even the person that you live with now. Jesus is the only one that satisfies. I'm being real today, so you better hang on. You got to get real. And the Holy Spirit speaks to me that way. He's real. I'm in the grocery store in Walmart years back. My girls are in high school, and I have to go buy feminine products. This is the way the Holy Spirit speaks to me. And I'm like, this is embarrassing. I'm like, oh, my holy, this is so embarrassing. And I go, and I'll get something trying to cover it up. And the Holy Spirit speaks to me and says, you could be buying milk and diapers. I said, glory to God, look at this. (laughs) Woo! I ain't ashamed of this no more. I told you we're going to be real today. I, this, you know, that wasn't on the script, so here we go. So, <laughs> uh, blessed are those, uh, listen, uh, desire only the Lord. It don't say blessed are those who are all about themselves, me and mine. Number five, y'all, we may get out here early, but I doubt it. Number five, be kind. Be kind to others. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall be shown mercy. Do you know that you reap what you sow? We forget that when we're griping about somebody, our boss or somebody. We forget that when we're griping and complaining. Guess what? One day you may be the boss and they're going to gripe and complain about you because you have sown the seeds. I see it in pastors. I see it in 
people. I see it griping and complaining about their job. Come on. Then believe God for a better one then. Get a better attitude because you're going to take that bad attitude to the next job. You're going to be griping and complaining about everything because you know what? You're not at home watching TV. Okay, I told you all. I'm sorry. Be kind. Blessed are the, are the merciful, for they shall be shown mercy. The reaping watch. Blessed are those who show mercy through forgiveness, kindness, and compassion, for they will receive mercy. You know, there's another scripture that says, be ye kind to one another. It takes great faith to be kind to somebody that's mean to you. Great faith. You know, we, we, we just read over these, oh, these are wonderful. No, live them. It takes faith to live these. It takes a strong commitment. It takes character. It didn't say blessed are those who expect grace and never give grace. Come on. If God has saved you and has graced you, then you have got to give grace to everybody else. They don't deserve it and neither do you. It's unmerited favor. It's something that we didn't deserve. We, Jesus died on the cross. He took what we deserved. We don't deserve grace and mercy and kindness, but he gave us. It was his kindness that went to the cross. It was his love and compassion that went to the cross. And let me say this. End time people who study the end times, you know, I, I heard a great pastor friend of mine was talking to me, and he said he was in the gym working out, and an older gentleman said to him, said, you know, God's coming back. He said, yes, sir, I believe he's coming back. He said, yeah, he's coming back because he's bringing judgment. And he's like, really? He said, no. He said, I believe Jesus is coming back because he loves his bride. It's the love of God that's bringing him back. Yeah, it's going to get ugly. But there is, it's the love of God that comes for And we're the bride of Christ. Amen? Isn't that good stuff? You know, Jesus loves you. And he's coming back for you. But he also says, I want you to be pure and holy. I want you to be ready. That's what this is about, getting ready. Let's have some character. Let's stand for God. Let's stand for what's right. Y'all ready for number six? Number six, stay in the place of repentance. Stay in the place of repentance. Always stay there. We already talked about to forgive, but forgive yourself when you mess up. Stay there. Do it quick. Blessed are those who are pure in heart, for they will see God. I just heard somebody say, Pastor, I, don't, I'm not, I, I just don't feel very pure. I, I, I don't feel pure before God. Okay. Blessed are those who have been reconciled to God through Jesus Christ and bring the same message of reconciliation to others. All who have peace with God and are his children. Listen to me. This is where Christianity has missed it for almost 2,000 years. Y'all ready? You are holy. You are pure. Not by what you have done, by what Jesus did at the cross. It's your position. There's a family sitting right here. And the daughter in the middle right there. She's in the family, and there's nothing you can do about it. I know y'all, you know, might get aggravated with her. She's, you know, pretty and all that. And, and, but you know what? She's in your family, and you're stuck with her. 
And you know, it's a good thing. But I'm stuck with my kids, and they have messed up. I can tell you some stories. But I did too. And my mama said, you're not my son anymore. Just because you mess up, your position in God, you're in the family of God, and you're called to be holy, you're righteous, you're pure. Come on, that's our place. So, so if I'm down here in the muck and the mire, I want to get to that place. God, help me get to that place, and he'll help you get there. But what we do is like, I'm no good. I'm no good. And Jesus said, wait a minute. I died on the cross for you. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You're in the family, and we're not kicking you out. You can walk away, but we're not kicking you out. The Father and I are not kicking you out. You're my sister. You're my brother. You're in the family. You have a place at the table. Come on, family reunion. The Bible says that we're going to have a family reunion, and we're going to sit at the table. There's a table prepared, a place for you. Glory be to God. I'm in the family. So are you. And we got to love everybody. We're the body of Christ. Maybe you think you're the armpit. We still love you. We got deodorant. Come on. Maybe you're the teeth you need brushing. We still love you. Think about it. Come on. Quit going to the lowest denominator and look at what Jesus has done for you. It's your position. Hey, man, we're the people. I don't care if you're in trouble, you're, in, you're destitute, you're having problems. It does not matter. It's not where you're at. Because people will say, well, why did this happen to me? I don't know why I'm in this shape. You're still a child of God. You are still in the family. Now, what will help you into the walking in? See, here's where we miss it, too. Well, all these kingdom things, all the kingdom of God, it's not talking about getting to heaven. It's talking about right now. Right now. You want the kingdom of God in your life? Get this godly character in you. It will change your life. It will take you out of sickness to health, out of poverty to, to, to blessing. Didn't say you'd be a millionaire, but it said you'd be blessed. We're talking blessed, blessed, blessed. That God will take you, and, and you can make it on whatever, whatever you're making. You can make it and be successful. We're always trying to make more and more and more and more. You know what we do when we make more? We don't save it. We spend it. Oh, I need that little trinket to hang on the wall. You can't eat that. I'm not preaching against tattoos, but I've had to help too many young people. They don't even have a car, but they got, if they got all their tattoos and trained to trade it in for the money, they could buy a car. Ah, I'm like, where's your priority? Where's your priority? I, I ain't got nothing against a tattoo, but come on. Let's get a car first. Let's get a house. Just saying. I, you know, how about eating? Pastor, I, 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 don't have enough, I don't have enough money for food this month. A fresh tattoo. <laughs> you know, you could have ate uh, two months or three on that. Ain't nothing wrong. Come on. Just get priority. I told you I'm being real today. If I, let me talk to my wife. She, well, she got that, all them tattooed. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, help me, Lord. I'll have to go home with her. Woo! Number seven. Number seven, be God's representative. Man, that's what we're called to be. And so let's don't represent him poorly. If Jesus died for you, let's don't represent him poorly. 
Come on, look what he's done for me. Look what he's doing. Learn to walk in these things, and then you'll have a greater testimony. You're a living testimony already. But if you're acting like everybody else in the world, then you don't have a testimony. Well, I'm as good as, I've had people tell me I'm as good as Christians. They cuss just like me when they get hurt and mad, and they throw fits just like me, and shoot, I, I even had to drink, drink, get drunk with them. Come on, there's a, there's a separation. There's a separation. There's, a, there's that, see, that's your calling. That's your place. That's, that's your position. Let's get in that position. And so, and so here we are. Uh, be God's representative. Matthew 5, 9 said, Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called the sons of God. And, you know, where mine wants to go is to make peace with people who have offended us. But how about that we're the peacemakers with people to bring them to God? Amen. Blessed are those who have been reconciled to God through Jesus Christ and bring the same message of reconciliation to others. All who have peace with God are his children that the peace of God will rule and reign in your heart. And we need to introduce people to the peace of God. And how do we do that? The best way to do that is to live it. See, that's the fruit of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, gentleness, peace, 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 peace. Love, joy, peace. Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. And people will turn it around, well, I need this fruit and that fruit. The fruit in your life are for everybody else that's around you. You ever met somebody you just like going to their house or like hanging out with them? Is you're eating the fruit in their life. If they're like, y'all too. You don't want to hang around with that. You know, y'all, uh, I'm going to date myself. It's a cartoon called The Hillbilly Bears. Y'all ever seen Paul Bear? They had to interpret it. I guess he's speaking in tongues because he's, you know, shoot that thing. You can't shoot that, Paul. You know, you can't shoot that man. Well, yes, I can. <laughs> you know, he was just not griping and complaining. Nobody wants to be around that. You need the love, joy, and the peace of God so people can be a partaker of your peace. Amen. Where they come and just, man, it's good to be here. It's awesome just sit right here and, and, and enjoy the presence of God in somebody's life. And then I've had people say, what is it you've got that I don't have? Well, I've got Jesus. I've got Jesus. The most awesome thing that you can have. The greatest thing in life is Jesus. Amen, amen. It's the greatest thing. It don't say blessed are those who bring judgment and wrath. I'm going to let that sit there. I met them. Y'all good back there? Y'all going to hell? Y'all need to be changed? You know, like, it's a better way to ask. Okay. You know, back in, I didn't see blessed are those uh, uh, pure in heart. I didn't give the, the opposite of that. Blessed are those who are critical. It doesn't say blessed are those who are critical. God has not given us a critical spirit. Come on, God's given us love, joy, peace, gentleness, kindness, meekness, long-suffering. Even with people you don't like or have done you wrong. So being God's representative. So, so receiving Jesus changes your spirit. Doesn't change your mind. The Bible says we have to renew our mind with the Word of God. Are y'all hearing me? That means we change the way that we were taught to think. Like me, like you, we were taught to think by our grandparents, our parents, uncles, aunts, school teachers, 
And every day they teach you this is the way you should think. And boy, it's really big in school right now. They're you know, transitioning the way you're supposed to think. We're supposed to think godly. We're supposed to have godly thoughts. We're supposed to be think. Our, our mind should be set upon the Lord. Our mind should be thinking about what would God want us to do? What would God have us to do? Y'all hearing me today? So, so we read the Word of God with a mission. Not just say, you know, blessed are thou, you know, blessed are Oh, I read my memory verse. No, we apply it. The Word of God is, is pliable. It's use, usable. You can use it. You can take it and apply it to a certain area in your life and see that certain area in your life change. Even to where you can call another job to you. Either way, you can call health to you. And the Lord may say, quit eating oranges. Well, there's nothing wrong. Everybody else eats oranges, but he said, not for you. You ever thought about that? Or every time I eat an orange, it makes me sick. I don't eat oranges. I'm not going to eat oranges until I get my faith built on that, but it's just, sometimes it's just easier to don't eat oranges. And the Holy Spirit will tell you don't do that. You see, that's where we miss it too. We have a Holy Spirit, our helper on the inside. And he wants to give you power to live. Power to have this godly character that we're talking about. And so, and so the word changes our mind. It changes our body. It changes our destiny and our life. But you have got to live in this character. Have you been paying attention to all the Christians? And I'm talking leaders all the way down. They call it deconstruction. That they're quitting the faith. Pastors, worship leaders, quitting the faith. They say, I'm walking away. I don't believe in Jesus anymore. I don't believe in God anymore. I, I don't, I don't, I'm not walking with God anymore. What is that about? I'm going to tell you one of the biggest things it's about is they don't know the power of the Holy Spirit. You shall receive power after you receive the Holy Spirit. There's an there's a encounter with God, and it's not just up here. There's an encounter in here that will keep you, that will, that will help you, that will protect you. And, and see, what happens is people get hurt because just, you know, in church. Remember last Sunday I said if you've been hurt in church, almost half the people stood up. Church is full of sheep that stink, and they will hurt you. Church can hurt you. I have hurt people. People have hurt me. I didn't mean to hurt them, but I said something wrong, did something wrong. They didn't like the way I said something. And the thing about it is... We all are capable of hurting one another, but we're not looking at one another. We're looking to Jesus, who's the author and finisher of our faith. That's why we have to keep our eyes on Jesus, and we can be reconciled if we can take it there. But we have to learn to be in forgiveness. So I told you, we're going to camp out here just for a second because we're going to move forward, and we're going to talk about some hard things just for a second. But before we go there... <laughs> When I did youth, I bet you didn't know that the Bible talks about werewolves and vampires. What? It talks about biting and devouring one another. Well, that's what a vampire does. And the Bible says, be careful of people who will bite and devour you. People being ugly to you. Uh, if you haven't experienced somebody being ugly to you, I mean, it happens in second grade. You know? It happens all through life, but you got to learn how to what, what, how we're going to overcome. Jesus overcame death, hell, and the grave for you. Jesus overcame for you and me. So, so let's talk about. I want to talk about wolves. The Bible says that you can become a wolf. 
You go ahead and go do your Google search. The Bible says that you, Paul said, when I'm leaving you, wolves are coming in, and they're going to tear down what I've been teaching you, and they're wolves. How does somebody become a wolf? A pastor, uh, one of my mentors told me that people in the church become wolves when they've been bitten by a wolf, offended by a wolf, or, let me tell you, I wouldn't do it that way. Be careful. And they get bit because that person was hurt. Hurt people hurt people. They became a wolf. They bit somebody and they become a wolf. And they come in to tear down what the Word of God says and what the Word of God teaches. Sure, everybody has opinion about how we can do our service. We're led by the Spirit how we do our service and how we do for us. And, you know, that's why there's hundreds of churches in just with county. Because you find what fits you. But, but hear me, I'm not talking about that as much as being careful and, and being led. The Word of God is pretty self-explanatory because it defines itself. And you can become a wolf because you've been hurt. Let's talk about hurts because I'm gonna, we're going to talk about blessed those who've been hurt. But let's deal with some hurt. Come on. If you get cut, I stuck myself with a knife right there. I still got the scar. It hurt sewing up. But it brought healing. One time I had a, a, a three-inch splinter in this hand. Went through there and buried in my hand. I went to the doctor. They cut. and went in, went in and they took those little hooks and they started digging. And it was bleeding all over everything. So the, this hurt worse. They took a blood pressure cup on my arm, pumped it up and cut circulation off to my arm. My arm's turning black and they're digging with those pliers. And after about, a few, I said, dude, you got, you got to loosen this up. And my brother's in there, and my brother, I said, hey, he's going to knock you out. <laughs> and he was ready. So they loosened it up, and I mean, I said, man, I, I, I can't do that. I said, just sew it up and forget it. I don't know how big that splinter is, just forget it. Well, after uh, 10 days, I started using my hand, and I found out that splinter was that long. I couldn't use my hand anymore. And so I went to... Uh, uh, my normal doctor, and I said, look here, I push right there, and it sticks up. I said, if I hold that down, can you cut my hand right there and pull that splinter out? That thing, that rat was long. It was thick. And so I held it down, and, and me and him tag-teamed. And I got that out so I could use my hand. If you're walking around with hurt and bitterness, you're not usable. Come on, God wants to, to wash us with the water of the word and take care of this hurts and pains. If all you talk about is hurt and pain and trouble all the time, you're not dealing with it. You're living in it. Come on, the Bible talks about the hog that was washed. You know, you can, put a, you can take a hog and wash and put a bowl on it and it looks good and smells good. But if you let it loose, it goes right back to the water. The Bible said don't be that way. Get clean, stay clean. Get clean in your heart. Come on, let God start healing you of all the hurts and pains that are going on. That's, that's where this godly character can rise up and give us strength. Amen? Amen? I know it, no, we don't want to talk about it. It hurts. I mean, we were boys in fifth, sixth grade talking about mean. If somebody had a bruise, we'd thump it. If they had a cut, we'd thump it, you know. And it reminds you, but see, if it's not healed, you can thump it after it's healed. It's just a thump. What are you doing that? 
But if it's cut or stitches and something bumps it, woo, it's a reminder that it needs healing. And I'm reminding you that you need to be healed of some stuff today. And you need to pursue it. And you, you know what? Your parents can hurt you. They can make you a wolf. And I hate to tell you, I said, man, when I get married and I have kids, I'm not going to act like my parents. I act just like my parents. I had to change that. I'm like, golly, that's what my dad said, and that's what my dad did. Because we're, 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 we do what, we've, what we were raised in, and we have to physically and mentally change it. Man, when I started getting into the Word of God, I had to change all this family stuff that wasn't right. I found out what my grandpa said, you know, can't you say that in public? You know? I didn't know they were bad words until I got in the public, and I'm like, wait a minute, that's out of what? You can't say the religious things your grandmother said. Like, I'm reading the Bible. That doesn't line up with what? Wait a minute. Where did she get that from? Some old country preacher that just made up something or come up, you know, it, it, didn't, it doesn't line up with the word. And I had to change my thinking to get victory over some things. Doesn't, I, I love my grandfather. I walk in his steps. I love my grandmother. Man, my, my grandfather should have beat me with a whip, the stuff I did and tore up of his. You know, I wrecked his car with a lawnmower. And that was when lawnmowers were real. But the thing about it is we have to change our, our thinking. Well, that's just the way we are in, in, in the McClary family. No, it ain't. Not in McClary anymore. I'm a child of God. Come on. We're the children of God, and we need to be acting like Jesus and acting like our Father. That's the way our family should act. Oh, how's y'all? What's y'all's family do? We do the Word of God. We're going to live by the Word. Don't sit by me in a movie theater. I'm going to say, we don't live like that. This is what the Word says. My kid's like, shut up. I'm trying to watch the movie. No, we don't do that either. <laughs> you know. Here's how we live. We live by the Word, and, 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 and we have to have the power of God. And the more stronger character you have, the more power you have. God use anybody. You know, uh, we're, not, we're not chasing the power by living holy. We live holy because God's called us there. And purity and have this godly character. That's what God's called us to live to be like. You want to lead people to Jesus, you got to live it. And people are watching you. And so, so, so it's time to start living and giving. Amen, amen. Number eight. Boldly live for God. And when you read this one, you're going to say, how did you get boldly to live for God in this? Matthew 5, 10, 11, and 12. Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Kingdom of heaven is now. Jesus said, behold, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Come on, persecution's coming now. But the kingdom of heaven shows up now. Verse 11, blessed are those who insult you. Anybody ever been insulted? Well, yeah. Are persecuted and falsely say all kinds of evil things because of me. Verse 12, rejoice and be glad, for your reward in heaven is great, for in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. And here's, what I, here's, here's another trend. Blessed are those daring enough to openly live for Christ and suffer persecution, for they will receive the kingdom of heaven. 
Now let's talk just for a second. I laid out not to become a wolf. Do not become a wolf. Do not lay in the water of somebody's hurt you and all the pain and the grief that you're struggling with in your past. You can't lay in that. Why? Because I just read it. People are going to persecute you. People are going to come after you. People are going to come after your faith. They're going to come after why you believe. And it's going to get worse and worse. But in verse 12, if you'll put verse 12 back up there for me one more time, look what it says. Rejoice and be exceedingly glad. And that's hard to do. I'm going to be the first one to tell you. When somebody lies on you and talks bad about you, it's hard to rejoice. But the Bible says rejoice. And sometimes you may have to you know, leap for some joy. But listen to what it says. For great is your reward. So let me ask you this. Do you want the reward? It's in you to want the reward. It's not selfish to want the reward. God wants to give you the reward. If you really want the reward, you got to get out of the muck and the mire. You got to get out of the hurt and the pain. You got to let them take that splinter out. You got to get this out. I want to be able to, I want my reward. I want to forgive. I want to let people go. I want to let them go. I want forgiveness in life. I want my reward. I want to stand before God. I want something to throw at his feet. I got this reward, but it was all about you anyway. And just let, you know, we have a reason to live for God. And I want to tell you, living for God is more fun than not. I know the world makes it look good. They sell, you know, potato chips and somebody in a bikini or some guy, you know, and, and you know, on the beach and beach is more fun than heaven and, and being with that woman is more fun than heaven. No, it's not. You know, eternal life in heaven, you know, it's more fun to, I don't even know what kind of beer it is that they advertise on the beach and I'm picking on beach things, but uh, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Eternal life with God? Huh? And, 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 and instead of chasing something, chasing something that's fleeting on the earth. Money is, whew. what if we get to no stores? You know, in, in, in the Ukraine, money don't amount to anything. How about a can of goods? How about some food? So change your perspective. It's about the kingdom of God. It's about this godly character that, that we're going to walk in and live in, and God's going to take care of us because we're, we're going to do what he wants us to do. We're going to walk in it. We're going to have the kingdom of heaven at hand. Every prophet in the Old Testament that, that, that walked with God, they had the kingdom of God. And listen, it's not about things, but God takes care of his children. God wants to take care of you. All he's asking is you live for him. That's what this sermon is about, is living for God. Doing it his way. Doing everything his way. His ways are better. His ways are greater. Being compassionate for people. Being kind to people. Yes, I have helped people and they have spit on me. But that's between them and God, not me. I did what I thought God wanted me to do. Yesterday, Patrick and I were taking the boys, and we went out on a hike, and we stopped 
at a gas station and these people said they were from the Ukraine and they flew to the United States and they're out of money. They spent everything they had on a rental car. How they got to Charlotte, I don't know, but they ended up here. And Patrick bought them food. I'm not, I'm ringing his bell, but he bought, filled their gas up. They're trying to get to Chicago. And I said, you know, it's hard to, you know, is it real? Is it not? But he said, you know what? I want to do what's right. And you know what? I'm, I'm, what, what is $140? It may, it's a lot for some people, but I have it. I'm going to bless them. Bought them all a meal. That's what we're called to do what we can. If you don't have $140, it don't matter, but you can do what you can. And pray for them. Love on them. But the Bible says don't tell them be warmed and filled and send them on the way. It says do something. And so that's our Christianity. But if you're always in the receiving mode and never in the giving mode, there's a problem. This needs to be working in your life. Because this, this is the character. Notice how much we talked about forgiveness and, and reconciliation and, and, and letting things go and being kind. And it's be, being kind doesn't help me. It helps you when I'm kind. <coughs> Our Christianity is about other people. Jesus didn't come and set up his own kingdom. He came and brought deliverance to everybody that would come to him. Even to the fact that he went into bars and went into places where people... His disciples wouldn't go in there with him. Your mother and your brothers are out here. Get out of there. This is my mother. We are his mother and brothers. Woo. Jesus calls you mother. He calls you brother. He calls you sister. He calls you family. Amen? So, let me read a couple more things I've got written here. So the other translate, blessed are those daring enough to openly live for Christ and suffer persecution for they will receive the kingdom of God. Godly character is the only thing that will keep you when this happens. What's going to keep you from falling apart when they say, we're taking you to jail because you're a Christian? It's happening in China. Some want it to happen here. Listen. Some want it to happen here. You're going to say, well, you know, I, I went to church because it was just a good thing to do, and I really don't know about that Jesus stuff. Jesus said, you deny me, I deny you then. You proclaim me, I proclaim you before the Father. Come on, it's getting to the time I thought we would never see. I always thought some scriptures were just crazy. The Bible says, if anybody says that Jesus is not the Son of God, that's not the Spirit of God. I go, well, duh, who, what Christian would do that? Because it's written to Christians. Persecution comes. Trouble comes in life. Forget all this God stuff. People in the church hurt me. Uh-uh. God didn't hurt you, and Jesus didn't hurt you. Come on, let God reconcile and heal these things in your heart. I'm just really pressing for you to be healed. Bow your head today. The Lord changed me on this message to bring healing to people that are hurt because your character is, is at stake. How you deal with persecution and strife and struggles. You get mad at the government, mad at, uh, at this, at that. But it's, it's God's our source. He's our peace. He's our joy. He's our strength. He's our shield. He's our protection. God is our life.
And he's the only one that can really keep you. So look at your heart. Come on, I'm, I'm not going to beat you over the head. I'm wanting you to look at your heart. And where can you live more godly? Where can your character increase? Where can the strength of God come to you? Come on, where you're weak, he wants to be strong. He's not condemning you. He's saying, come on. Come on, let me walk with you in that area. Let me love you in that area. Let's pray. Say, Father, I believe that Jesus is the Son of God. I need his power in my life to have this godly character, to be blessed, to walk in the kingdom of God right now in Jesus' name. Look, if you, if you need Jesus in your life, if you've never accepted him and prayed for him to come into your life, will you do that today? Will you say, you know what? I, I really need this Jesus in my life. I need this character. I need this life in me. Maybe you've walked away and you're like, man, I'm through with church. I'm through with God. Well, church is not God. It's just a place we come together and love on God. And where we come together, his presence manifests. But Jesus is not church either. But the church is people. And if you call to these, this people, then come on, love one another and let God move through you. But God loves you and God, he sent Jesus to save you and to reconcile you. If that's you today, lights are in my eyes, but I'm going to ask you to be bold. Can you stand up for Jesus if you want to accept him again as Lord and Savior? Are you for the first time? Would you just stand up and say, I want to pray that prayer, Pastor Brett. I don't do that often, but it's time to get bold, isn't it? It's what we're talking about today. I know mostly everybody in here say, but I can't stand up. What would they say? What would they say? We'd go, glory be to God. Hallelujah is what we say. The Bible says all heaven rejoices when someone comes to Jesus. And that's the way we as a church are. We rejoice too. So would you be bold enough to stand up to say, pray for me, Pastor? I know I'm putting you on the spot. Okay. Thank you. For rededicating your life today. Everybody let's pray with them. Anybody else want to stand up? You stand up while we're praying. Say, Father, take me back. Forgive me of my sins. I've missed it. But I want to be clean. I want to be whole. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to the Sermon of the Week. For more information about Legacy Church and other resources, visit us online at LegacyFamily.info.